Growth happens in the challenging and messy parts of life. I never want to stop learning and growing uh, to, to be stretched as a person. Gosh, I believe we grow best in relationship with others, and it's important to never lose sight of the human sitting in front of me. You know, my hope is to always have the hard conversations well. And we need to do a better job of holding space for each other. Asking the difficult questions is important, but I want to do it in a way that has genuine humility and curiosity. One of my favorite phrases is the staying power. And at the end of the day, I want to know that I did that. We need more nuanced dialogue to keep learning. And a part of that is we really need to get better at listening. We are two unique female professionals and friends that have come together to have meaningful conversations and a little fun along the way. Welcome to the Arable Podcast, where curious minds grow. I'm your host, Jenna Mountain. And I'm your other host, Kimberly Galindo. Hi, welcome to the Arable Podcast. I'm Jenna Mountain. And I'm Kimberly Galindo. We're so glad to be with you here today. Yeah, um, we wanted to invite you into our journey, our process, um, both personally and professionally. And that's a little bit why we started this podcast. Yeah, we get a lot of questions and a lot of uh, spaces in our life, whether Mm -hmm. it be from friends, colleagues, um, but specifically in professional spaces, um, those that we lead and mentor, you know, just a little bit about how we got where we are, how we do what we do. We do think... um, no, we're not, we're not the only way of, of doing what we do, but um, we do have some uniqueness to how we pursue mm-hmm. um, all the professional and personal spaces in our life. And we, we get a lot of questions about that to either understand or, you know, folks are curious or um, maybe they want some mentorship and leadership because they're trying to do some similar yeah. things in similar spaces. And so um, we thought it would be fun to just talk about that. Just talk about the way that we approach and the way that we are in what we have um, been called to do, what we enjoy doing as as leaders and um, in the work that we do. Yeah. And I think some of it is, we're, we're going to unpack this, but there are a lot of different spaces, even just professionally uh, that we're in. And so we'll, we'll kind of give our, our technical resume here in a minute, but there is a, a how to the way we move about the world, both personally and professionally, that um, you know we've we've learned from our mentors and kind of spiritual leaders and the veterans that are ahead of us. And I think I think it's always been a big deal for us for the information that was imparted to us to change us. And now we would like to impart that information and and pay it forward and pass it along, but also talk about this might be a weird word. Our like our digestion and metabolization of those things. Like, mm-hmm. how did it change us when you know we we went through this process? And so there are lots of facets to this. When you look at the last decade of our life, you know it was actually a decade ago that we graduated from grad school. Yeah, and and so it is like the first decade of our careers. Um, I would say for both of us. Not exactly, but around that time, um, we 
our per, our personal lives took some big shifts. Like we were newlyweds. So we're like a decade into that. Um, you know, as we record this, we now have um, a couple offspring each. Uh, and so there's just a lot that's happened over the last decade. And I think we've been given a gift of the wisdom and the mentorship that's been passed to us. And then um, I think God has also gifted us in the opportunity to find and explore some things um, just in our own process and partnership with each other that, you know, again, we get asked a lot of questions about like, how did you pull that off? What did you do? Um, Or a little bit more in process, like how are you doing this well? And and the thing that pops up for me is, is some of the core values and how we move about the world, both personally and professionally. Yeah, absolutely. I think the last decade has been about building and discovering and you've noted it. I think really being poured into by some beloved mentors and leaderships, even concepts and ideas and um, discovering those values that are so foundational to all that we do um, and that we can clearly now Uh articulate. Well, I'm clear most of the time. I don't know if I'm clear as often as you are. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the personality differences. (laughs) Things that we go yeah, back yeah. to, I think, you know, whereas, before, you know, I think we can look back and go, well, why did that work? Well, it's because we had the value of insert, you know, yeah. whatever that value is. And, and yeah, I think some of it is, yeah, learning that, you know, a lot of times it is unclear and we're figuring it out along the way. So, um, and I think, yeah, and that as we look at that, then looking at the next decade mm-hmm. and all the questions that we get, what we'd like to do with that is. A lot um, of things. You know, steward it well. <laughs> You know, we want we want yeah. to steward it well and honor the questions that we've been asked and give into the next generation and pass it on. And you and I always say we want those that we lead to be better leaders, better professionals, better people, um, flourish more than we do. I want all of those who are working with us to, you know, carry the baton and, and do it better than we have, you know, um, and we want to offer that into space um, and then talk a little bit about the, the how, the how of the last decade as we mm-hmm. look into. The next yeah. And I come. like, we're going to do that in a lot of different ways. Um, like we are, uh, we are entrepreneurs and, and businesswomen and we'll talk about that. Um, but I have been really uh, enriched and blessed by podcast uh, podcasters, I should say, that are giving um, in snippets and portions what they do, how they do it. It's like free coaching and consultation, like seriously. And so um, I, you and I had always, always been passionate about probably in all the areas I'm, I'm in, in process as I'm speaking, which is hashtag extrovert. Um, I think we, I think in almost every facet, at least of our professional lives, um, those endeavors, like there's, there's like a give back facet to that. And so I think that that's what the podcast represents. Like, we just want to get this out and invite people in. Um, yeah, to, to, to a few things that we figured out. And then I, I think another part of it is we want to model live and dynamically the learning process as we do it, which we'll, we'll kind of unpack later. So um, it, we don't believe we have figured mm-hmm. everything out. We believe that we have a value yeah. for the learning process that, um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll unpack it, but I think it's a little bit of a lost art right now. 
So I think we should introduce yeah. ourselves a little bit technically. Um, you know, I always get feel real weird about like, hey, tell me all about your letter salad. Um, but I think people want to know who don't know us, like, well, okay, well, who are you? What do you do? What have you accomplished? So tag, you're it. Go for it. <laughs> Let's do it. This is Kimberly. Uh, I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. Um, I am a certified sex therapist, certified sex educator. Um, so therapist, counselor, um, specialize in trauma. I specialize in trauma and, um, issues related to human sexuality. Um, I, you know, and that's a huge category of specialty for mental health providers. Um, but within that, I would say I see a few specific specialties within the specialty. Um, one being uh, individuals or couples who've had traumatic experiences and then it, it inevitably shows up in their, um, sexuality. And so they're trying to heal both of those things and how one affects the other. And so that's a little bit of what you and I, um, again, talking about learning along the way and, and what falls into our experience. Um, that is one of them that we have come to specialize in. Um, and then individual trauma, complex trauma, um, see a lot of that. Um, so those would be kind of two of the Two of the bigger specialties, we see a lot of female um, sexual issues specifically, sexual pain, those kinds of things. But, um, you know, again, human sexuality is huge, and we'll, we'll talk about it, um, you know, the complexities of human sexuality throughout our podcast experience. But um, those are a few of the clinical specialties um, that we have. Um, what would you add for yourself? Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> this feels like a joke at this point. My almost PhD. Like, I feel like I might be an almost PhD for a very long time. Um, there is an expiration date on that. <laughs> so I do technically need to finish it. But COVID, along with several other things, have made it very hard to finish that thing. Um, uh, but I don't consider that the most important part of who I am. Um I know academia can sometimes kind of lean that way. I, you know, I think what's important for listeners to know, um, basically I typically, whoever introduces first, the other person says ditto between the two of us because we've had very, very similar training. Um, And I think what some people might think that we're going to do a podcast about is all about trauma and or sex. And we will go there because um, becoming experts in those um, arenas has changed the way we move through the world. Um, but what I would invite people to understand about that and why we want to do this, uh, this podcast is like, we basically, we hang out in complexity day in and day out for our clinical professional jobs. And that has changed the way we see humans, we see the world, we, we, um, we have a lens for going, this is complex instead of oversimplifying and being very black and white, either or. In fact, our favorite word is and. Um, so I, I think that's the important part of the technical part of our resumes. I think the next piece uh, would be um, that we are business owners. We are business partners in that setup. Um, we are entrepreneurs. We own a group practice called Aspen House Associates in Richardson, Texas. 
and um I'm mm-hmm. so proud of that. Like I, it is such, it's like mm-hmm. a dream baby that is growing up so nicely. Um, I think we teased the other day that it's like a toddler in technical years, but like it, it might need to count like in dog years because of the amount of work that goes into such a, such an endeavor. <laughs> so like we might actually, we're either a toddler or we're an adolescent. It just depends. I don't know. I mean, maybe we need to come up with that scale. Like like, like they do with dog years. Like, um, so I'm so proud of it. I, um, we have recruited, um, and built one of the most incredible clinical teams, um, and have really big dreams for where that's going to go. So we're probably going to talk about leadership and developing teams and, um, how business and and ownership Mm -hmm. and partnership, um, there are a lot of people who are out there who are business owners. Um, and I have heard people do things on partnerships, mm-hmm. but I think you and I do partnership really uniquely. So we will go there in the podcast. The way that we have done that is, uh, we've invested a lot and in I mean, we did not just like file an LLC. I mean, we did file an LLC, but like, we didn't just like file that and like, you know, we paid the state and now we're a thing. There was a ton of business development and um, brand development and business philosophy development. And I could go on and on and on and on um, that I don't think a whole lot of mental health professionals do. I'll say that might be unique to our space. I know that like there's a ton of people who Mm -hmm. do that well, but I think we have an interesting story. So we're going to tell that story over the course of this podcast. So I said, that's the next piece. What would you yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, if we're going to stay kind of in the kind of technical, the CV, if you will, or resume, um, you know, I think we're, um, we're educators. We've both been yeah. in um, higher education spaces and um, in different roles, you know. We've, in different so there's roles, a lot of to be uh, imparting of knowledge mm-hmm. in, in both the formal kind of near graduate level higher ed spaces um, and then higher just ed. speaking um, mm-hmm. teaching in communities and churches and you know um, those sorts of things um, mm-hmm. I think we yeah a lot of imparting of, of kind of what yeah. we do you know and it's a typical thing for um, mental health providers to be asked to come in and talk about what we do but um, you and I've taught on a lot of different things. And so, um, that's part of our, our resume too. Um, leaders, mentors. Love mentorship. That's like a real passion for us. Um, we don't just like hiring staff members. We like developing people. I think there's a big difference for us. A really big difference for us. Um, we have served in a lot, a variety of leadership roles, um, both as business partners and, um, partners in crime, if you will. Uh, but also like before we met each other, like we, we each have some like historical leadership roles and community roles that I think are really interesting and in how, um, I guess God has developed us in our story, I would say. And so we'll probably touch on that both in the for-profit and nonprofit sector. Um, so that's a little bit unique to us. Um, we're big fans of coaching. We're in coaching. We are getting ready to do coaching, um, very similar to counseling, but launching that in a really unique way. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Um, big fan of coaching. Um, 
and then there's like the personal side. Yeah. So we are, you know, we don't just um, play friends on TV. We're actually friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we're we are friends. Um, I don't know how you would not be friends and do what we do. I mean, really, I don't conceptually. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I think that's part of We spend a lot of time together for <laughs> the potential of not liking each other. It would not work. That would just not work. Um, and I think we'll talk a lot about – we're going to talk a lot about that. I mean, the complexity of, of friendship and relationship just in general, right? You know, it's a great conversation. Um, I think being friends and business partners and – um, the unique dynamics to that, um, you and I both, and we'll get into personality here in a minute, but there's a little bit of bucking up against, Hey, you shouldn't, uh-huh. and you can't. Um, and you know, a lot, a lot of the advice is out there is, you know, friends and business partners. I don't know if that mixes well, will that work? Something's going to suffer. You shouldn't do that. And we said, watch us try. Watch me. Watch us hold on to both. And so we'll talk about that. Hold but my tea while I do. Um, and as obvious as this one is, we're we're humans. Like, I know, like, yes, you know that. You know you're not listening to a podcast by two aliens. But, you know, we're humans. And I think that's something really important to say in that we'll get into personality and the intricacies of our humanness and what makes us who we are. But I think... I hope listeners hear the humanity from both of us as we have conversations with each other, with each other, and other people. Um, we're wives and moms and women, and the humanity that is always with us in all the things that mm-hmm. we're doing. Um, because I think sometimes we compartmentalize, like you can be a human in this space, but then you're you're not allowed to be a human in this space. And so that, that's a little bit of part of our style too, is just to remember the human that we are and the human in front of us, you know? And we'll probably, we're both spouses and parents and um, we'll probably go into that space a little bit in our storytelling. We, we, we do want to protect and honor our loved ones, but... Um, just the dynamics of being moms and uh, wives and um, I'm going to be really honest, career women. People have feelings about that. So uh, Mm -hmm. career mamas. And so (laughs) we we will, we're going to go there. We're going to go. And I guess maybe that, you know, part, part of why we want to do this is we want to, we desire to have complex conversations well. And so we're going to go into some of the hot topics and hard topics of, um, our culture, our society, and, and, and today. Let's talk about our personality differences because this is like one of my favorite parts of our relationship, if I'm honest, like the way we negotiate the fact that maybe technically we're opposites on a lot of levels. <laughs> um, yeah, like this is, okay, so here we go. Intro podcast, spicy take. Here we go. Opposites <laughs> and attract. So, and yes, work really well together. <laughs> so Yes. Yes. Um, well, I'll jump in. So I am, depends on what language of personality you speak. Um, if it's Myers-Briggs, I'm an INFJ. Um, if it's Enneagram, which is really the personality, human description space that I love the most and love to sit in, I'm an Enneagram <laughs> 4, Wing 3, self-pres, which is really important. 
because <laughs> why <laughs> for enneagrams four and sixes you have to look at the subtypes because they could almost be three distinct personalities within one number so if you you look mm-hmm. at the the different subtypes um within those so for an enneagram four the self-pres is actually the counter type and so when a lot of times and i love the humorous Enneagram spaces, and I'll probably, we'll probably link to a lot of those throughout the podcast conversations that we'll have. You know, your typical picture of the Enneagram 4, it's raining outside. We're standing next to the window with a dimly lit candle and a journal and listening to very music, <laughs> pondering our lives. I do have those moments, but I don't live in them as much as some of your kind of classic four dynamics. Um, I, I wing hard three. Um, I love to get stuff done. I love to achieve. I'm highly competitive um, while also being mixed with that, that kind of feeler, um, really drawn to the aesthetic of, of spaces and relationship and words and things like that. And so, um, yeah, so that's Enneagram description. So, uh, high feeler, high intuitive. Um, I always joke that if I hadn't met Jesus and didn't love him, I'd be a psychic somewhere on the side of the road telling people's fortunes because I'm on high empath, you know, um, I can feel my favorite part of your personality description, like all time favorite. I would have. (laughs) Yeah. Like really, I, I would, that's who I would be. Uh, Cause I can walk into a room and go, Oh, something's happened here. What? Who's five? People are very angry in this space today. Um, I love it. Which is a gift as a therapist, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun thing. Um, so, um, it's also exhausting and I'll probably talk a little bit along the way, you know, some, some lessons that I've learned as an empath, a feeler, you know, whatever language you want to use, um, to hold on to yourself and let people hold on to their stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about my personal, I could go on and on, but that's, that kind of conceptualizes a, a little bit of a glimpse of of descriptive personality language for myself. Yeah. What, what would you say for you? Yeah, so you were you, you kind of were ending there in the the Myers-Briggs category. So you're an I N F J mm-hmm. and I'm an E N T J. And so our N and J are the same, but I am an extroverted thinker. Um I'm a little bit closer to the middle of the spectrum on the thinker. So where you will see, um, so I'm not heartless or feelingless is like some people have really terribly taught. Uh, but I do, I am analytical. Like that shows up on my strength finders as well. Um, I think you'll see the thinker come out real strong in potentially an unhealthy way when I'm tired. Like I will mm-hmm. go into, I don't have to feel this <laughs> and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm tired. I'm just going to think. And, um, and then you'll also see it when I'm really excited. Um, I, you know, start to think about things in like, you know, part of my therapy being a little bit close to the middle is I can feel and intuit and perceive, but I also am very much so looking for patterns and um, thinking about structure and thinking. And so there is a very strong thinking part. And again, um, you, you probably would see the thinker come out in business too. Like, 
don't have to, I like, I am highly relational, but the truth is I can also be like, this is business and like do that classic thinker thing where I'm like, this is not about relationships and feelings. We, we need to make a technical decision. So it's really easy for me to go there. Um, as a thinker, which I think is both a strength and a weakness, we, we will talk about this a ton, so I'm not going to go there too deep dive. Um, the, I think the rule of thumb when it comes to personality tests is nobody fails theirs. <laughs> so like there's not a right one and a wrong one. Um, and the other thing that's really different about us is the extrovert introvert. Um, I would say with age, I've become a little bit more introverted in my recharging um, and I think that happens one, because I talk for a living. Um, although I'm not the one that talks the most, like talk therapy, um, is about communication. And so I'm getting a lot of that stimulus, uh, day in and day out. Um, I also have two younger children. And so I get a lot of that stimulus. Um, I also have a very verbose husband at times. And so, yeah, I don't lack for that. Um, and so I have with age moved a little bit more toward the introverted side on recharge, but where you will see my extrovert shine brightly is when I want to process something. Um, so a lot of people think about introvert extrovert simply in the recharge, but there is this, um, there's the way we think and process. And this is, this is a joke, but it's a joke that has some pretty good capture to it, which is, you know, if my mouth is not moving, neither is my brain. And that is like, sort of like the extrovert joke. And so I do like to talk through, um, things more rather than go private and think through them, find the words, package them really beautifully and perfect and nicely, and then come back and tell you them. I like to do it out loud. Um, and so, uh, that, those are two big differences about us. So as far as the Enneagram, also very big fan, probably my favorite one to use. I'm an Enneagram eight, everybody, before you quit the show, I'm not mean, (laughs) at least never on purpose. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, (laughs) I am an Enneagram eight. I, I actually love my eightness. Um, the Enneagram was the first personality tool that I think really captured some of my experiences in the, the type eight descriptions and nuances. Um, I am also a counter type. Um, I'm a social eight. And so that also makes me a very different flavor of eight. I'd like to call myself the nice eight. Um, all the other eights out there hate me now. Um, but I, I am a really tender eight. Um, and a really group and other people oriented eight. So counter type eights and counter type sevens actually can sort of look like twos. I would say we look eight counter type eight looks like jacked up twos. Um, and so <laughs> I was teased with my two friends with like really jacked up twos. Um, I really care about people. Um, but I, I have the classic eight experience where like I just see and feel and experience boundaries really palpably. I don't, it's so weird to describe, but like I can see them when they're about to be violated. I can see them. And it's not just mine. Like I I think as a social aid, I see it in the group context. And so my radar for that is just through the roof. And um, that's probably a very eight thing. I think Um, I also have just that classic high capacity energy. Um, I don't think as much as some of the other subtypes of eights, I will say that, like I, I've met eights who like put me to shame, but, um, comparatively to most of the other numbers, like I want to go, go, go and do, do, do. I'm in my body a lot. So, um, Enneagram eight, um, very social justice oriented eight. Like I do not like when people get hurt. Um, I have been nicknamed like the group bulldog before because like I am like the guard dog. Um, and if, if we're, if we're talking about wings, I definitely wing into the nine. Um, I 
practice perspective taking a lot. Um, I, I enjoy going to a place of Zen, um, and like calm. So I've like learned that. And I think that's really that wing coming out. I'm very protective a myself and others and all that. So, um, I love the Enneagram. We will talk about a lot. Um, I will say the thing that I've learned probably in the last six months Enneagram wise is, um, I think as a counter type, I like other counter types the most. So, you know, when people ask questions like, what's your favorite number to interact with or work with and what's your least favorite? I think what I've learned is that like, I like counter types because I think we're like walking paradoxes. Like that's essentially like the definition of a, of a counter type. And so like anybody else who like lives that experience with you on a regular basis, like I feel like I have a soul connection with you already. So maybe that's why I like you, you're a counter type. My husband's a counter type. My coach is a counter type. Some of my other tribe buddies are countertypes. And so I just, I love countertypes. Um, so I think those are probably the big ones. Um, so we're opposites. And I think we're going to unpack how, um, I think fours and eights are like the odd couple that the world didn't know they needed. Um, and you're in my partnership in that, I think is really sweet. So we'll, we'll go there a little bit in the future. Yeah. Um, talk about how personalities show up in all of these arenas. Yeah. No, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and because I think that's, um, that's part of the how, you know, we get asked, how do we do the things? I mean, so much of it is how we are with other humans and you and I are an example of that. Just being opposite where we're the same, where it really um, flourishes really well, where it's been complex and challenging. And yeah, we'll just in lots of ways talk through that because that's a huge part of our story and our journey and the how of what we're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's huge. So next decade podcast is a part of our goals for that. Like, let's talk about why we're doing this, like what we're hoping for more specifically, kind of the general direction that will capture our hopes and goals and dreams and purpose for this endeavor. Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of hopes for the podcast, but you and I have, have sat down and really tried to encapsulate and find words for um if we boiled it all down to a few things and I think um one of them is communication and conversation and a lot of what we do and why it goes well is how um how we're having Mm -hmm. how we do the dialogue how we do the dialogue um I always kind of say if you take any problem between two people or within relationship, I'll show you a communication breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll show you a connection breakdown. Um, and that's a little bit of our therapist coming out, our leader coming out, you know, when we, we talk about mm-hmm. that. Um, and, we, and, and then the opposite, where it has flourished, I can show you where people have really found a way to connect to communicate well, um, with Mm -hmm. each other. Um, and so we're going to take various conversations, topics and break them down and, and, and hope that we, you know, communicate in a way that we have been over the last decade in a way that is connecting, um, and can sit in opposition, um, can, I can hold on to me, and differentiate from another person, even when we disagree, and sit in that and space really well together. Um, I also have the power to change my mind. 
I can change. I can shift. I can be influenced and affected by another person in a way and shift that for myself. Um, Yeah, I think when we look back at a lot of the questions like, how did you do this? Or how are you doing this? Or how are you going to do this? And people really appreciate our process in a lot of ways. We really want to invite people into that process. Like, like, and it is not this one-time experience or this, this, you know, 12 months of this and you're done. It, it's, it's kind of a way of being um, in the world professionally and personally. And yeah, both you and I um, really lean into the art of communication and dialogue. It doesn't mean we always do it right. Um, for all of our people in our personal lives who are like, Hey, I've talked, I've talked with her before. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we're human. Um, again, we're in the space. We're going to mess it up sometimes. Right. I think it's about the fact that, um, in addition to like, as professionals, we've been trained how to bring people into better dialogue conversations and connection. We look out into the other parts of the world and go, those skills need to go there that in that approach needs to go into these other spaces. And so uh, part of our hope is to take our love for and commitment to doing the conversation well um, and is, is to take it into other spaces. And we, we really felt like the podcast would be a good opportunity to do that. Um, I think something that dovetails so closely to that is, and, and you were speaking to it in so many ways, but really getting back to the heart of the learning process. I mean, I personally hold the philosophy that on this side of eternity, none of us have arrived. Um, Some of my theology is showing up there, but if that is true and that is true for me, then I am always in process. And this idea of being in process and there's just something about our American culture. And I would say even like human tendency to think that there is some arrival point that we can reach on this side of eternity or that anybody can reach in any process, like any process. Some of my favorite Ted talks have been like the people who are like, Hey, I'm at the top of my game. And like, I don't know anybody who's better than me, but like I saw coaching and I was like, I love those people. And so this idea of getting back to the learning process, being in process, and that that includes making mistakes, course correcting, possibly paying some consequences, saying, I'm sorry, um, owning that. And then not letting that turn into some type of toxic shame that gets us stuck, but that like that is part of being human. And like now I get to grow, right? Growth is growth um, comes from making mistakes and learning. And so I think some of some of what you were starting to get into, and I think kind of this maybe a second piece of where we want to go is to invite people back into growth, which is a learning and in process reality for us as humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think um, leads into something else that we're going to speak to, and that's the the overarching word is leadership, but that's not in the traditional, always in the traditional sense that folks think, like leadership, you're at the top of the org chart, but Mm self-leadership, leadership in whatever relationship you're in, and that doesn't mean that you're the CEO or owner of your company, those are the leaders that we're speaking to, but specifically um, the complexity of leadership as you and I have defined it. And that is doing more than just the task in front of us, Mm -hmm. wanting to see the human in front of us, not just 
do the thing um, and miss the person. Um, holding on to ourselves, so that self-leadership, I think, um, mm-hmm. which is, as you talk about um, the learning process and growth, and um, I, I think leaders are learners and um, versus that kind of authoritarian <laughs> You know, I've, I've learned it, I've achieved it, and I'm going to impart it to the rest of the world. I think um, the leaders that I have learned so much from and grown so much with are those that, yes, they're getting stuff done. They're very accomplished. There is a, there is a checkbox beside task, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, but they held on to themselves and their relationship and saw the person in front of them. And... Mm-hmm think that's something that we want to do on the podcast. Um, I think that's something that we do in every arena and every space in our life. Um, and I think it's where we've been really successful um, and not just in checking boxes, but in, in relationship. And, it, it, and by successful, I don't mean um, perfect. I don't mean beautiful mm-hmm. all the time. I, I mean really messy, and there can be lots of conflict and challenges and um, <laughs> difficulty. Um, but it's it's led to a successful place, meaning healthier relationships, um, richer vulnerability. Um, a path showed up professionally that we would never have thought because of the willingness to engage learning and healthy communication and self and other leadership and not losing sight of the people around us. So um, I, I see all of those things tying together so well. And, and that's what we hope for this podcast. That's our vision, yeah. that's our you know, purpose, if you will. Yeah, I think what I think what we hope to do is is to start to give back and continue to give back as we continue to grow by not just giving people a hard formula, but by modeling our own growth process mm-hmm. uh, in a variety of ways, bringing on a ton of fun and brilliant guests onto the show, doing interviews and, um, just inviting people into growth in a, in some unique ways and having some fun along the way. We, we do some fun stuff too. So I think, I think our heart ultimately is for healthy, robust growth that leads to human flourishing. Yeah. I couldn't say it better myself. Thank you for joining us. Arable Podcast is hosted by Jenna Mountain and Kimberly Galindo. And edited and co-produced by Chris Vargas and hosted on Podbean. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit our website, arablepodcast.com, and find Arable Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You can also find both of us on Facebook. You can find me, Kimberly Galindo, on Instagram at the Kimberly Galindo. And me, Jenna Mountain, on Instagram at the Jenna Mountain.